This is Bethel Online. Welcome home. This is the next best thing to being at Bethel on Sundays. We are driven by making disciples of Jesus who make disciples. When you're online, interact with us on Facebook and Instagram. When you're in Barhead, Alberta, drop in Sundays to Friday. Our goal on this podcast is to ask questions, challenge certainty, and grow a relationship with Jesus so you can go the distance and bring others with you. Thank you for tuning in. Well, it's really great to be here again this morning. I think it was two years ago, probably the last time we were here. And you were a part of one of the sending churches that helped us financially. You know, you talk about a few thousand dollars not being a a lot, but it's a culmination of a variety of churches and groups like that that will do bottle drives for us that help us go to the field, continually be on the field, and to flourish to do the ministry that we're doing. Uh, The first slide up there is our family. We have our son with us this morning, our youngest, who's three and a half. Then we have Anisha in the middle there. She's eight. And then Michaela, who is five. And uh, we have been in Canada since August 4th. That is a very long time. And we are so anxious and ready to get back to the ministry in Sri Lanka and our home in Sri Lanka. But you know what? My kids... We have just loved our time in Canada. We have been blessed in so many ways. We've got to experience the wonderful fall, the winter season, all of it. And you may all sometimes dread this snow, but it's a treat for us. And it's just been a pleasure this season in our lives to be in Canada and such a treat and a privilege. So just to uh, tell our title, we are global workers known as missionaries with the Pentecostal Assembly of Canada, and they just support us to facilitate what we need to do, and it's congregations like you that make what we do possible. Yeah, I am Nishanta. Uh, my name is Nish. So this is where we are from. Uh, lots of people know, but that little uh, black dot, uh, Sri Lanka, that's where we are from, and uh, it's an island, and we have 22 million, almost 22 million people there. So it's a uh, Small island, but with lots of souls. And uh, yeah, we were just uh, talking about that when we were going somewhere with Christian's moms and all. I found out that it's 10 times smaller than Alberta. So it is small, but we have almost 21 people. And we live in right in the middle of that country, uh, a place called Candy. You won't forget that. Candy. Um, that's a very uh, Buddhist place. A whole country is a Buddhist country. We have like 70% Buddhist, Buddhist people, and there's Muslims, there's Hindus, and uh, less than 7% Christians. So imagine where we are. We are right in the middle of Kandy. So we have a community center as a focus of our ministry, and our heart was for young lives. As Nish, um, being born and raised in this country, uh, he was a Buddhist child who eventually got connected to a Sunday school and was forever changed. Jesus won him over, and through that, he knew the difference it made in his life, and he was so passionate about young lives and their future hopes that we decided that we really wanted to go back to the community where he was born and raised and uh, have a place that would bring hope to other young lives. Um, So we have a community center that you see on that picture there. It's a beautiful place surrounded by greenery in a village, 
and uh, it's called the Bud Center. Now that Bud Center stands for building up dreams. So what we try to do in this facility is build up the future potential of these young lives in very practical ways, but then hopefully spiritual ways as well. And one of our mottos that goes over the doorway of our center states, train up a child in the way he should go. And as the scripture continues, it says, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. This is the heart's cry of us as parents to our three kids. And then we feel so fortunate and blessed that God has given us responsibility of some other lives that faithfully attend our center. And it's our heart's cry that we'll see them trained up and equipped in the good things of God. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Actually, while we were in Canada, Nish got a text message or a messenger message, wherever it came from, from one of our oldest students at the Bud Center, who was obviously missing us. And he um, calls Nish Sir, as one of the head teachers and the director of the community center. And he said, thank you so much, sir, for training us up in the way that he should, we should go. So he was just sharing his appreciation. He was sharing the acknowledgement of how much effect uh, what we do at the center means to him, and it was him edifying it, and it was such an answer to prayer for us of the good things God is doing. What we do, uh, uh, briefly what we do, we are a community center that we give uh, after-school programs for kids. Uh, we will be there from 9 to 5 every day, uh, except Saturday, Sunday, Saturday evenings and Sunday. Um, so the, our staff all are Christians, full-time workers, and we will uh, get together 8.30 and clean and, you know, like pray and pray for every kids and their needs. We'll, we'll, we'll get their needs and all. We pray for them. But from 3 to 5, we have classes. So we have English classes, math classes, uh, singhali classes, and art classes, uh, music class, computer class, kind of like classes like that for the kids who can't afford to go to classes in our village. So, uh, you know, like... Some kids even haven't seen a computer, some, some kids. So they, they come to our center and uh, enjoy those things. So that's what we do briefly. Another opportunity we've had is to invest in the mothers' lives at our community center. As they would come and just sit around while their kids were in classes, I thought we should be more intentional, more personal with these mothers as well. And so we started a cooking class, which who doesn't love food? To cook over food, and often they, they're curious about Canadian cooking. Well, what is a traditional Canadian dish? Kind of a hard question to answer when uh, Canada is so diverse, but we've uh, cooked things from chocolate cakes to apple crisps to roast uh, chickens, all sorts of things that they find a real treat. And through that, we get to fellowship with one another. And with the help of my sister-in-law, we've actually been able to even counsel some of these women th through some tough times in their lives and just encourage them, come alongside of them, and even some of them have been open to prayer. So God is using fun activities and creative things in our center to really reach into the heart of the people. And we just treasure the people that we get to work with and we call them friends. You know, to add to it how much our kids contribute to our center, um, my kids would say every kid at the Bud Center is their best friend. Like that's how much they love these kids as much as we love them and as much as the Lord loves them. And so it's become this big family unit of things that go on at the Bud Center. 
Um, we also do things where we're training kids to be confident um, in themselves. So they get to lead a children's club where they're the leaders of this activity on Sundays. And they get to show off their talents, sing a song, express um, their gifts and talents and abilities. Um, we had a team from Canada come and set us up and equip us for a music class, which who doesn't like to learn an instrument and tap into that gifting? And we're seeing kids go from barely being able to strum a note to a full band and also connect over to our brother and sister-in-law's church, and they're actually playing the instruments on a Sunday morning now. So God, um, we're sowing seeds, and God is working and molding and shaping them and having them use their giftings for the glory of God. Uh, this is from this year, actually. We had two mission teams, and one of the best things we do is we receive mission teams, and that's from the Vermilion Church, or Pastor Harvey Hussey's church. So they came this year, uh, amazing group of people. The... the you know, like a different folk, you know, like uh, teams that we have had uh, in sense like, you know, like saying different. The prayer warriors, they prayed with us, you know, like prayed for people. They went house visiting and they did lots of church work and all. And especially uh, the lady in the middle, uh, she's 76 years old and she was on fire, you know, like the way she shared about Jesus. She's not scared and, you know, we have to give them, you know, don't do this, don't do that. But she's not afraid. And I was touched too, you know. I get sometimes scared to talk some things, but she's like, in Jesus' name, you're going to get healed. And we're like, oh, yes, you're going to get healed. But she was very uh, challenged us too. So that was, that's one thing uh, we enjoy with that team. And they help with the center teaching too. And the other team uh, is the grade 12 uh, kids from her uh, Christian school from Prince George. Every year they come, grade 12s, and they get a chance to have their first mission experience and uh, do things and do Sunday school and all. And they actually build a, uh, a music group and all, so music team. So then I love receiving them because I am the first one to get them to Sri Lanka, right, from the airport. And I love driving them on my vehicle because driving in Asia is not like here. It's so much fun, and they get scared. That's what I like to do. I like to scare them first, you know. They are like, oh, no, I'm not scared. I'll sit on the front seat, and in five minutes, I see them in the back seat because they're scared, you know. One, one, one kid actually drove a little, yeah, so that was one good thing. And the other one is uh, one of the best another moments in my life within these six years, you know. Uh, as Christians, we are trying to be um, Christ-like and to be, you know, wise. Bible tells us to be wise too, right? In a different, uh, especially it's in my village and uh, that's what I find it's really hard, you know, to tell about Jesus. But this last Christmas, uh, we were praying and we're like, we need to step out what we do. We will tell kids about Jesus, but when I uh, the village is still against us, but we were like, we need to step out and do something. So we put two posters in the village, and uh, we're like, we're going to have a Christmas program, uh, carol, and uh, coffee time and all. So if you, you're always welcome to come and join us. And we're like, uh, we know that only the kids, parents who are coming to center is going to come. And then suddenly we heard, when my brother went to a funeral house, 
you know, uh, and uh, he overheard that uh, a group of people, men, 12 guys actually, are trying to come and destroy that program because they didn't want us to have that uh, program in their village. Um, this is Christmas Day, it was Christmas Day. Uh, and we knew something going to happen. And he came and said, you're working with kids, so please don't put kids in you know, jeopardy or in trouble. But then we, we me, Christian, and our staff get together and uh, go together and prayed. And we felt peace. You know, we should do this. Why are we uh, hiding ourselves? You know, why are we not stepping out? And we need to be bold. So anyways, we like, no, we are going to do it. We, so we took it to, down to the road. Police came a few times. And those guys, we heard they were there. Um, suddenly, no electricity. We're like, oh, God must be telling us something. So we brought it back to the center. 7 o'clock, we start. A crowd we never seen before in my life, even in my village. I, I don't know. Some of people haven't seen. They kept coming. We had over 400 people come into the program. And the best thing, they stayed till midnight, and they heard the gospel. They learn about Jesus, they heard what we're doing and everything, and the, the best, best part is those 12 guys came too. And they had coffee, my brother, one who saw, you know, know them, and they uh, got a time to testify and told them about, you know, this is what we do, this is what we're doing. And that was the best moment, the Christmas time. Yeah, there was so much peace over that event, and I guess it just showed us, it challenged us, it, it showed us the hunger for the people. It showed us when we um, are willing to face potential oppositions, when we're uh, willing to step out in faith, not knowing what consequences might be, that God is going to take care of the details. And that night, we know 400 people or more had heard about Jesus' love. So we know that there's potential. We know that there's opportunity to do more. And so we constantly are revisiting that moment, that night last Christmas, where we say to ourselves, how do we get more of that? How do we um, challenge ourselves more in that? So we've had many, many opportunities to say, you know, when we have opposition somewhere, let's go to that. How can we show them love when they're showing, responding maybe in anger and hatred? How can we respond in love? And God will honor it, and he will take care of the details of it as well. Yeah. Um, other thing, we were like, when we came, we were planning to come to Canada, we were getting ready, and like, we have so much to share what we do, you know, like, it's maybe not much for us, but every day we experience Jesus. Every day we do things, and we have so much to share. So what are we going to share? Then we, when we prayed, we, we felt like, just share what you are there, you know, not like something big, but what we are doing there, you know. Then God was like, you are the salt and the light in that nation and the, in that village. So we were like, we'll share about that. What is salt and light? You know, we all know what is salt. When I came first, 2009, April, I see salt on the road, some trucks putting in Canada, you know. Uh, salt trucks are going, and I was like, what are they doing? Why are you wasting salt? You know, now I know what is it, but the salt, you know, it is, we use salt in different ways. And uh, in fact, in Sri Lanka, uh, they use salt to make nice curries, like flavor the curries. So there were one good thing, 
you can flavor the curries. And the other thing, uh, since I, my brother is a uh, Barbasolan guy, I know, they use uh, salt rock as the aftershave. Have you ever tried that? Uh, it's painful, I know. <laughs> but I love it, you know. They will shave and they use the salt use, uh, as, as aftershave to kill the germs. And I was in uh, India, N Nagaland, and they also use this same rock to flavor the curry. They will flavor the curry and take that rock and keep it away. And there's Himalayan salt, pink salt, right? There's different kind of salt, and black salt in uh, Calcutta when we were there. You will get really uh, nice black salt. So the salt, there's lots of you know, use for this salt. And I was thinking, is that the same with us? We are there to flavor that country, uh, the, the place, you know, as salt. If we don't flavor them, who would know what a salt is, right? And uh, especially another story, just uh, 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 briefly, I watched a little uh, documentary once, and one guy, uh, they, when they had, you know, like, the, what do you call this, uh, drought, when there's no water, this guy will take salt, and hide it in the caves or the tree trunks, whatever, and knowing that monkeys are watching him. And he won't, you know, like, tell or make any signs that he knows that monkeys are watching. What they do, they hide it and wait till that monkey will take it. What monkey will wait till the men, or her men hide somewhere and they will go and eat the salt. What happens once you eat salt? Really good. It makes us thirsty. So they, these monkeys will run and find the water. Then these people will follow them. That's what we are doing, you know. That's the other thing. We will, like, as a uh, missionary family, when, uh, when I say missionary family, uh, she came 2000, 2001, 2002, and still there, and flavoring that uh, nation, and making people thirst for something, you know and they will come back and ask, what is it? That's what we are doing. My kids, same thing they're doing. They will tell. Uh, they're homeschooling, and uh, right after that, they were like, let's go to the center. And they will run to the center, and they will talk about Jesus. They will tell, you know, uh, different things. Like my brother's kid, if, they ask, if you ask them to sing a song, they will only sing Christian songs. They don't know other songs, you know, cushy and all my oldest uh, niece, and she knows only Christian songs because that's what they get. And they will go to the center and flavor and make that kid thirsty. That's what we are doing. We, we will make them thirsty. In center, like I shared at the Sunday school, it's not easy. There's lots of spiritual things happening. It's not easy uh, when you are surrounded with other religions. Our center is like lots of Buddhist kids there and Hindu, we had Hindu kids, a few Muslim kids and some Christian kids too. But what we do, we'll show them love. We will uh, show them you know, generosity and let them ask, what is Jesus, who's Jesus, what are we doing? And then we, we get a chance to share about our faith, our, who's Jesus is. We'll make them thirsty. We'll wait till they come to us because uh, often we get labeled in Sri Lanka as we are forcing religion. That's they are waiting till we do that, to do something. So, salt. And uh, you want to read that? Yeah. So it says in the scriptures, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, it says, You are the salt of the earth. 
But if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. So this is something for all of us. Nish and I aren't just salt. We're salt in our community, in our neighborhood, in our place of work. But you are also salt in your household, in your community, in your workplace, in your ministry place. We are all commanded to be that. Not just to keep it for ourselves, preserve it for ourselves, but to rub off on others, add that flavor to others' lives, to be a witness to others. And that's a challenge. And then it goes on into scripture um, in Matthew chapter 28, talking about the Great Commission, what we're all commanded to do. You know, not everybody's called to the other side of the world, but that's okay. Some of us are called to rate down our street or rate in the next town or rate in the next, you know, to your neighbor. And it says in chapter 19, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So it's just us being obedient to that. Sometimes we don't know which way or how, or sometimes it's uncomfortable, sometimes it's a challenge, but it's a command that we cannot ignore in our lives to be to others. Yeah, we have different challenges, like uh, different than Canada. It's different challenges. We will face more spiritual challenges in our uh, areas. Like when you look at Sri Lanka, I know lots of people uh, been to Asia, and when you go to that countries, you will feel that. When I was in the, uh, DTS, we had a uh, subject called inner healing. That time we knew, you know, how spiritual our countries in bad way. So there's lots of strongholds. Um, my brother used to work for a witch, witch doctor who's now pastor. And we have seen what a bad spirit can do. But praise God that our family is out of that and we know who's the real Holy Spirit, you know, who can do things, uh, not bind us to something else, but to give eternal life and give that light the flame that we need. So in Sri Lanka, we'll, we'll face that. That's why uh, it says, it's Jesus' command to go and tell the gospel, go and tell his word, and surely he will be with us. That's what we know about him. He will be with us, no matter what. My colleague friends, when I come to colleague even, they're asking, what are you doing here? You know, uh, Canada is the best place to live. And why are you not coming to live here? What I say is like, I love it here, it's not that, but my biggest thing is God has called us as a family to the mission field, and that's what we are doing. We are spreading that salt, we are giving that th thirst to people, and whenever God asks us to come back, we'll do it, but till that, we'll be there, and we'll destroy those strongholds and bring Jesus into that places. So yeah, I think in anticipation, so our family is heading back on December 5th. Um, we're actually kind of going back to uncertainty in that country. Now, in April, we saw some terrorism happen in our country, and it was a very fearful moment for us. We were also confined to our home during that two weeks of unsafety where we just were told to stay at home. And so it questioned yourself, like, if this is unsafe, we shouldn't be here, our children's lives and all these kind of things. Um, it didn't directly affect us, but it hit very close to home and there was suddenly un like this lack of safety in our country. Um, as Canada had a new election, 
uh, in the fall. We also had a new election mid-November in Sri Lanka, and we now have a new president in Sri Lanka. Um, and some things that they've been talking about and some of the direction the country's going to and some of the declara declarations they've made. Now, Constitution there says we have a country of free to practice our religions, but they had declared even that this is going to be a Buddhist nation. And even some people have been talking to Nish um, as they've heard that. Are you not concerned about going back to your home, what might be ahead of you in this nation? And yes, like in our humanness, we can be afraid. We can want to take caution with our children and with our family and all those things. Um, but I think the peace of God is upon us to say, I've called you to this. I've prepared you for this. I've equipped you for this. And I'm going to give you what you need through this, um, that we have peace. And um, we, if we can think of even the areas you can pray for is to pray for us and how we'll, we'll best be prepared for what's ahead. Um, in Sri Lanka, and um, there's opposition everywhere we go, but it's with that opposition and with those spiritual powers that are of darkness and of evil, where we know the stronger powers are of light and of holiness and of pureness and of protection that the Lord will give and guide us. So um, that's something is of great concern and of great request is how can you support? We know there's finances that need to keep us going, definitely. We had a hard year financially, to be honest, um, but God has taken care of us every step of the way, and that's kind of what brings us back to Canada every two years, is to keep us financially secure, to continue to serve over there. But more than that, it's the prayer um, and the encouragement that we can receive, even by being in here on a Sunday morning. It brings encouragement to us to know that this congregation stands behind us in support. And so that just brings great light to and perspective into it, that it's not um, Nish and I and our children, that we expand beyond that, that we're, it's much greater than that, what's behind us. And of course, the faithfulness of the Lord that we've seen every step of the way um, has been so powerful. So we thank you for that. So I think there we'll close. I know we want to lead into some other things this morning, and um, they're very important to our lives, communion and all that. And um, it's a symbol of declaring what we believe in and um, the sacrifice that was made on our behalf so that we can have this eternal life. And uh, we talked about Paul, who was willing to die for the sake of Christ. And, but... There's no fear in that because we know our eternal destination, right? It's for eternity, and we're only here for a glimpse of this life. So I think we'll pass it over back to Pastor Bob. Oh, yes, and before we leave this morning, um, we wanted to give you a little visual video of some of the action at our center. And um, uh, at the very end, I think the video should work, and there should be a little thank you from our staff at the end. Um, without them, uh, they've actually continued to keep our center running while we've been here on the field, and it's been such a gift to us that we've equipped um, some people that are rearing and ready to take on. And even Nish said, oh, do we even need to go back to Sri Lanka? You guys are doing such a great job. And so it's great, the team that we have back there. Uh, the video's not working. Okay, that's all right. Thank you so much. Yeah, very good. Give him a good hand.